The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's a good day to be a Yankee fan. We are, it is 6.03 on Tuesday. We, we pushed it off a day and then we decided to go right as the deadline ended. So you'll get the hottest takes on whatever happened in the last four minutes or, you know, some things trickle in in the minutes after. Um, but the last thing that just happened was Jordan Montgomery is gone. Praise Jesus. I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight. Jordan Montgomery had his latest, you know, miserable start on Sunday. I was there. He ruined my entire weekend. Jordan Montgomery will never ruin a weekend or a night for me ever again. Uh, We traded him for some injured outfielder in a walking boot. I don't give a shit. I'd rather have an injured outfielder in a walking boot than Jordan Montgomery. I will not miss him at all. I am so happy he's gone. Yeah, we got back Bader. What's his first name? Harrison Bader, center Harrison fielder. Bader. <laughs> he uh he's got plantar fasciitis, which I also have. And with if it's not treated, it sucks. I had it for nine months and then I just got I got shot up with uh just like a fucking steroid or whatever. You know, like whatever it is. Uh I feel like you know, if, if I was in a condition to play center field for the Yankees, I could play center field for the Yankees with the shot. Like okay. the, the plantar fasciitis that I have, I think that's how you say it is not what would stop me. Everything else would stop me. That would, that would be good to go. So great. You know, maybe, uh, maybe we see him back. It'd be cool. You know what the issue with Montgomery is? And when you look at his stats, I'm sure his career ERA is like maybe a 3.8 or a 3.9, something like that. I'm not looking at it. 3.94. Wow, I'm good. He always pitched <laughs> just well enough to lose. If the Yankees scored three runs, he let up four. If the Yankees scored zero runs, he let up one. If the Yankees scored five runs, he would let up six. No matter what he did, and you know his win-loss record kind of reflects that, he always pitched just well enough to lose. And I think that's why – 
I was miserable every time he started. So I've been saying that the Yankees can't develop starting pitching for years. And said, you know, we haven't had someone. It, we did have Phil Hughes, which I don't think is a ring endorsement. Another guy that always pitched just well enough to lose. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we really haven't done it since Andy Pettit is what, what I say. And um, I said, you got to get to 100 starts. And this is the year. 97. Oh, you were close. You were close. 97. Yeah. But so in 97 starts across 98 games, he finishes his Yankee career with a 3.94 ERA and a win loss record of 22 and 20. Five hundred and two and two thirds innings pitched. Um, yeah, I mean. Not one that. I'm really going to lose any sleep over him being gone. I don't like that. Her, that means Herman's staying in the rotation. Of course not. Of course not. But nobody, nobody wanted Herman. And look, they must have, they must have their reasons. And clearly, they. I mean, look. Remember, Montgomery hired Boris. They were never going to pay this guy any kind of actual contract when this is done. So I, I trust them. Like, obviously, I don't know shit about Harrison Bader. He's injured. I know it doesn't look great on paper, just giving away starting pitching depth. But I do trust Cashman on this, hundred percent. Ooh, Noah Syndergaard to the Phillies. I saw that. And they got David Robertson back, their old buddy. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks like there's not anything uh, anything trickling in as like a late Yankees move. The Cubs didn't trade Contreras or Hap. Huge miss for them. Huge miss for them. Um, you could have had part of something or all or nothing, and you got all or nothing next year. Um yeah. So, I mean, I think that it's interesting that Montgomery's gone because I felt like we had just gotten to the point where Tyone was easily gone next year. Well, yeah, like he's, he's going to be. <laughs> he's, they're not well, re-signing Tyone. Come on. They definitely wouldn't have if we had Montgomery. I don't know that I love the Montgomery move. I would have preferred them to just get a different pitcher. I don't really understand trading for an injured position player. I'm going to yeah. be honest. It's definitely a little puzzling. Who can I, I'm just play. more happy. I'm just giving you the emotional. I don't have to watch this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're thinking of just like the gut. You've you've had more sads than happies while he's pitching. I don't think they ever won with him on the mound when I I probably seen him start five games and I think I'm zero five with him on the mound. Like, you know, Sevy, he looked good at throwing and then went on the sixty day. So <laughs> classic. He's not going to be back now. What we got like a, you know we're looking at like a month and a half. They said mid-September, and they're already talking about, will he just come out of the bullpen when he comes back? Like, yeah, that's depressing. Um, Nestor has is coming back down to earth. You got to worry about inning limits and, you know, you know, getting tired down the stretch. Same thing with Tyone. So I I don't know that in. I, I don't know that this is a great move, but we'll see. If it turns out like this guy's going to be some great defensive center fielder for us, um, you know, I, I don't know. And we don't really have a center, a true center fielder on the roster. I know Judge has been doing a good job 
you filling in, yeah. but he's he's not a he's not a natural center fielder. Hicks can't play really play there anymore. So I I understand it. Doesn't make sense getting an injured guy when we're in the hunt. Like if we were some rebuilding team like the well, Orioles, we're not in the hunt. We're twelve games up. You know what I mean? Going to the playoffs. If we were the Orioles yeah. and we traded for an injured guy for the future, that that's different. But like for where we are, it, it doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah. So I don't know. I love that. I have liked the other moves. Of course. Um. So getting Benintendi, we got him like right after we talked last week for nothing. They gave up nothing. Yeah. We got him for yeah for nobodies. Uh, there's obviously the the vaccination issue, but everything that we're hearing publicly and everything that I have heard back channels of like people who are more in the know with him have said that, yeah, he probably gets it to, you know, to play for the Yankees. And now it, I could see a world where we're not lining up to play the Blue Jays. We're like, if the Blue Jays were to collapse and they're not going to be in the playoffs, then he doesn't get it. But I think by the beginning of September, he he gets it. I think you're right. I also think it's hilarious that he wouldn't even consider it for the Royals. And now he's a Yankee and he's like, you know what? Maybe I will get it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think it, you know, it's not the same, but the Jeter documentary, which we haven't talked about at all on the show. You know, he talked about how he just didn't understand how A-Rod would move to third base to just come play for the Yankees. And I think that's, that's a little robotic of like Jeter. But it makes sense that you make sacrifices to be a place that you want to be to get the thing you want to do. I mean, you could finish the season in Kansas City or you're starting every day for the New York Yankees who are 12 games up in the division. You're definitely going to the postseason. So you're definitely making whatever you're making and whatever, you know, a little extra postseason money. You just got a little all-star bonus probably. And you're showcasing yourself on the biggest stage where, you know, if you deliver – you end up getting a nice little contract after the year. Involved. The other thing is he's seen the lights. He's been to the mountaintop. He's played in the World Series with the Red Sox. And he was probably thinking, do I want to be playing in meaningless games for the next two months or do I want to shot at another chip? It, to me, to me, it's a no brainer. I mean, I'd inject myself with poison if it meant I could play for the Yankees. So that's that's a no brainer for me. Well, that's kind of what they're asking them to do, isn't it? <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Good segue. Yeah, no, I thought it was a good deadline overall, though. Yeah, so I like the Benintendi move because he's versatile in the lineup. We saw him bat leadoff. We've seen him bat six. We'll bat second. You know, he can really bat anywhere in the lineup. Um, hopefully we see, you know, kind of a, a big explosion out of him, uh, you know, at some point uh, in the near future to help keep that excitement going. And then when you look at the bullpen, I mean, we picked up Trevino, who's not an all-star, but has has looked like an all-star at times, closing games for Oakland. Um, we got the kid uh, Scott Efros from the Cubs under control for five years. Love that move, by the way. Throws like a weirdo. Just uh, it's when we got Darren O'Day, I said. I always wanted the Yankees to have a guy that when he was on the other side, you'd be like, oh, this motherfucker. You know, think about it's August. You're sitting in the visitor dugout at Yankee Stadium, and you've already lost two out of three, and it's Sunday, and you're down one. 
And this motherfucker comes in and you're just like, I know I'm going to see some silly shit. We've seen it for, you know, two days already. That's how you finish sweeps by throwing a silly fucker at him. hundred percent. And we've been very aligned on that, that I think you need one guy in the bullpen that just has a weird delivery. And we don't have any right now. Most of the guys we have have standard deliveries. They throw hard, you know, very, you know, yep. kind of vanilla. So good to have this guy. And again, 2.60 ERA. You said five years of control. He's a rookie. Technically, he's 28. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, Ed Trevino, you add him into the mix there. He goes from closing games to, you know, a seventh inning guy, eighth inning guy. Uh, Britain's going to start facing batters. And we wanted to stay away from the like, Britain's going to be the boost. And so I don't think Britain is the boost, but he could be another boost. Might have a hot take on a boost. Chapman might be back. Not not as a closer, but if he can be a lockdown seventh or eighth inning guy, that'd be huge. I think he's had four straight scoreless outings. He's not really walking guys anymore. He's up to like 101.5. He topped yeah. out the other night. I'm cautiously optimistic that he can be impactful. So Holmes has looked human at times recently, but he's an all-star. So you give him a little bit of time to, to work through it. You don't want to start throwing Chapman in there. Like anytime you're, you're switching it up too quick, there's confidence issues that I don't think you have to cater to for too long. But when you got a 12 game lead, let the guy figure it out. And if you bring Britain back, you're looking at having Holmes, Chapman, Britain, Trevino. And those are four guys that if they were all on different teams, would all be closing at the major league level. Yeah, and Elf, F. Ross, or Elf Ross, however you say it, I mean, he was a setup man for the Cubs, but he's another guy with with closer stuff. Yeah, it's it's a lot better. Holmes, it's a little concerning. He's got I, one of the things I wrote down, he's got a 5.3 ERA in his last 14 outings after being completely, completely unhittable for the first three months of the season. Like, I'm definitely, I'm definitely concerned there. Yeah, I mean, I think all these guys who come back to earth, I think it, you also have to factor in. Everyone was just playing out of their mind. We kind of like we yeah. we let it get away from us that like these guys played insane for three months, and now we need to, you know, kind of let water find its level. Definitely. All those brutal losses that we had in 2021, we had none of these the first half. Sunday is the perfect example. That never would have happened in the first half of the season. Like if that if the game that was on Sunday where Holmes lets up the three run homer to Perez in the ninth inning, like if th that was May, Perez would have had a line drive right at Donaldson for a double play or something. And they would have won like everything went right first. half. Yeah. Yeah. So. Now we know who the team is. The lineup's got to, you know, get some chemistry going because while Ben Benintendi could be used all over the place I think we both agree that it's better when you just have your lineup let yes. guys know what to expect every day um Gallo's gone <laughs> what if we face the Dodgers in the World Series as Joey Gallo just goes off People keep saying that. I, honestly, I am not scared of him at all. Like there are certain guys where it's like, oh, I don't want to come back and face this guy. He is not one of them. He has the worst bat to ball skills 
I have ever seen at almost any level of baseball. Like, don't get me wrong. I ha- I've had these fears about other guys in the past. Do not like I don't want to face Sonny Gray in a big start somewhere in the playoffs. But Joey Gallo, no, not scared of him. I'm surprised. I mean, they didn't really give anything up. And, you know, we had to get rid of him. But, um, well, actually, no, I mean, a 15th prospect. Dude, that's a haul. Yeah. (laughs) That's a haul for Joey Gallo. But I'm just surprised that they, like, bring that in. Like, because he's playing so bad. If you're the do- – you know what surprised me? I It seemed like with all his like feel bad for me quotes and stuff, it seemed like he was begging to go to a small market and a quiet environment, and they sent him to Los Angeles. Like that really surprised me. Like I think deep down he did not expect to be going to a playoff team. No. Like he was He was like, all right, I got, I got two months. Then I can figure this out in the offseason. Let's just – let me go through the motions – in Milwaukee. Well, not even Milwaukee, even though they're trading Josh Hader while they're in first place. It's very it's been a weird deadline. Orioles too. Orioles are in contention and they traded two of their three or four best players. Yeah, but they knew that it, it's not going to hold up. Probably fair, but still it's it still I think would be tough to be an O's fan and just after these past four years, you're finally like playing some somewhat meaningful August games and the GM's like, nah, you've had enough fun. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but, you know, to get anything in return, because they were going to lose Mancini. They were. You know, and I think they'd like to keep him. He had that inside the park home run, his last that bad in Camden. That that was hysterical. That was hysterical. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just think it's been overall a very weird deadline. I, oh, no, some of the moves don't make is. sense. I so far the uh, the reception on Twitter that I'm seeing is just a lot of people like I don't quite get this Montgomery move. Uh, no, nobody gets it. Remember, nobody understood when we traded Hoy Park for Clay Holmes. Everybody, including us, was like, I don't get this either. Same thing with Peralta and Talkman, and those two trades both worked out. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, unless it's just they knew. We're not like we're not going to give the ball to Jordan Montgomery at all in the playoffs. I no, good. Yeah, we were. You know. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> and he was bad. It was like he had, I think you'll, you'll probably I know you like to pull this stuff up. I'm pretty sure that his last three or four starts, they were pretty weak. Like he had a, he had a good start to the year where he wasn't getting good run support. But the, the past past couple of starts that he had, they were just not good. What did you think of Castillo? Going to the Mariners, were you upset? Were you like, oh, they gave up too much? Like, what I think they doing? gave up too much. They gave up more. It, it would have been like us giving up Volpe, Dominguez, and Peraza, I think it was. Yeah, I'm exactly so, with you. When I saw the Mariners got him, I was like, fuck, Cashman sleeping again. And then I looked at it, and I was like, if we're going to give up Dominguez, Volpe, and these all the premium guys, I would have wanted Soto. I did not want to give yeah. those guys up for Castillo. So I, I think the deal we got for Montes was better than the Mariners' deal for Castillo. Yes. Like, value-wise. Yes, yeah. No, no, I totally agree. Um, I, would say, I was saving him for last. You know, I think aside from there's obviously concern with the shoulder. Because, you know, he's missed time this year due to it. Um, but if that's an issue, we just got a number two starter. Um, it takes pressure 
off Sevy coming back. Um, not like coming back, but like he doesn't have to come back and get the ball in game two. Us having a big lead, the change to the way the playoffs work too. Like there's no, he's not going to be asked to be thrown in a wild card game or a game one because Cole went in a wild card game. Um, so maybe he can work his way back to even being like a four inning starter in the playoffs, which not many guys go deeper than that anymore. And then you hand it to this like five headed monster in the outfield. Yeah. I mean, no, in the works for me. Yeah, that, that works for me. The, yeah. The way that I'm the, as we talk this out, it seems like it's going to be Cole Montas Nestor. And just like you said, game four, maybe Severino for a quasi opener. Is that two innings? Is that three innings or whatever you just said, working back up to four innings and you put, you put him after Nestor. Obviously they're completely different in terms of release point velocity, handedness, all that stuff. Yeah. So you, you kind of have three and a half good starters. If yeah. You count Sevy as the half. Yes. Um, and otherwise you're looking at, you know, Tyone. Which I'd rather I'd rather have you know two or three innings of Sevy than yeah. than a full tie on start. I think most people which could be two or three agree. innings. Yeah. yeah, unless he you know unless he figures out more. It's gonna be you know we still gotta get through August and September. We gotta protect this lead. We're going for home field. All of those things. You know, next thing you know, you stumble, you lose home field, you lose the you know the first round bye even. You know that. Uh, so you know, let's make sure that we you know, keep ourselves in a good position um, and stay healthy. Because I think some of these guys will skip starts. I'd skip a start for Nestor in the next couple of weeks. They're going to, and I'm wondering, you know, with the Sevy to the 60-day IL thing and really pushing him back. Look, I'm sure he's not healthy, but I'm wondering how much that plays into that. I mean, if he's going to start a rehab stint in 45 days – you know, in at the 45 day mark and be ready to go for the 60. That's great. If he's not picking up a ball or, you know, if he's not. If really, if he's not ready to go at the 60 day mark, we're in trouble. Yeah, we're screwed anyway. And I don't like the idea of, oh, will we just bring him back as the eighth inning guy? It's like the shit with Jabba. He's a starter. He's a reliever. You know, last year, Seve came back. He was relieving. Then he starts this year as a starter. To me, you're, you're either a starter or you're a reliever. I, I don't like the flip-flopping back and forth. I want him as a starter. That's what we're paying for. That's what he's he's supposed to be. I don't like the idea of, oh, Sevy's going to come back and be our eighth inning guy. Like, that doesn't really get me going. No. No, not at all. Um, It's also going to be interesting, because I just saw Brennan Cuddy just tweeted this. Our outfields, Judge, Stanton, Benintendi, Hicks, Bader, and Matt Carpenter. If we have... A lot of outfielders. I think I have a solution for you there. It's a good segue. I think Matt Carpenter should be the new third baseman. I think Josh Donaldson, I'm done. I, I think it, it started with a slow start, and now it's August, and he's still hitting 210 with nine home runs. I think you at least play Carpenter against the righties at third base. Maybe you play Donaldson against the lefties, or you DH Carpenter. Donaldson should not be getting everyday burn like Boone's writing his name in the lineup card every single day at third base. He just hasn't earned it. Yeah, at this point, you know, it, it's been uh, – he looks lost at the plate. Like, lost and he's getting, you know, like the close plays. Like, last night he he lined a ball down the right field line 
that like hit the ground foul after the wall cuts out. Like, yeah, yeah. When things are going your way, that's a fair ball. Like that just that, that ball finds its way there. And when you're not getting those, like even as like a bailout, like nothing's on your side. If you didn't have luck, if you'd have bad luck, you'd have no luck at all. Yeah, like DJ hits that same ball and it's fair and he's cruising into second or judge. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, DJ's been moving around to like give guys days here and there. But I'd be down to like give Carpenter a healthy amount of burn, see what he's got there while keeping DJ doing what he's doing. But DJ's playing like gold glove defense at third base, too. You could also, yeah, like you could put D, like your playoff lineup you could you know rizzo at first glaber at, at second you'd have dj at third and you could dh carpenter again maybe you dh him against righties you dh donaldson against lefties like i'm not saying donaldson never can play but like he should not be in the lineup six days a week at all no no um i do feel like if donaldson loses the starting job even with the ability to like get it back after the season and spring training, you know, coming in battle, et cetera, et cetera. I think you, he becomes a cancer immediately in that clubhouse. Yeah, he's Jack possible. It, it's possible. He's such, he's such a pain in the ass. It's God. I don't want to rant about that, that trade, but man, picking up his 25 million a year, I was fine with it at the time. But the fact that we have him on the hook for next year and look, the the issue with me, I didn't think he was going to hit 300. I thought he would at least have some power. Like the guy's always been a, a power guy, 30 homers, 35 homers, 40 homers. And, and he has nine. You know, I figured he might hit 210, but I figured he would at least hit 25, 30 bombs. That's been the tough part for me. There's no power from him. No, no, it's. Is it the shoulder? We, you know, we've talked about it a few times. It's one of those things that, you know, 10 days doesn't fix. No, it, it just looks like the power has been zapped from him. And I'll give him credit. He's been, he's been phenomenal in the field. But again, just like we've been talking about, so is DJ. Carpenter hasn't played there since June. I don't see why you don't give him, you know, even if you say like, hey, Josh, JD, Please don't throw anything in here. Um, we're going to sit you for this series. Or maybe you'll DH a day or you know, you get a pinch hitting opportunity. But we want to give Carp over here like just a steady, let him know he's playing. I give him a shot. Because that's the thing. Like, I don't want to throw Carpenter. Like, Carpenter's moving around a lot. And it's because we're trying to get the bat in the lineup. But sometimes we're not putting him in the best positions to be successful. Just so we can hope, like, you know. The, the magic hasn't rubbed off the lamp yet. Yeah, there, there are a lot of different things you can do. with. I mean, they've been playing him in right. They've been DHing him. They've been playing him in third. But it, when you look at this roster, to me, the issue, it's clear like the left side of the infield is is the main problem. And we didn't include Peraza in any of these trades. At this point, I'm calling him up. I, I've, I'm done with IKF. Peraza has 14 homers in AAA. IKF has zero. In the majors, Peraza is just as good, if not better, defensively. The service time won't count this year. I'm, I'm giving, I'm giving Peraza a shot. See what he can do. I'm not ready to make that move. Okay. Guy's batting 270. He, he has struggled in the field, but it's not really costing us games. 
Yeah, he's not hitting home yeah. runs. You know, he's not hitting Do home runs. you want the ball hit to him in the playoffs? <laughs> I don't. I, I, you know, I haven't seen enough to say. Because here's what happens. You bring Peraza up. He's got to adjust to the bright lights. He struggles a little bit. What if he doesn't get his legs under him, you know, at the major league level? It's a big lifestyle change. And I think if you're 12 games up and you've got a guy batting 270 who's stealing some bases, who who runs well, no, you know, you're not going to get base running mistakes out of him. Bring up a rookie shortstop, you may get a base running mistake in a big spot. My counterpoint would be exactly what you said. They're 12 games up. Why not, you know, try it out for a week and have nothing to lose. The, the, so I actually did a little bit. Of, I nerded out a little bit with IKF. He's actually okay. he's actually okay going to his left, going to his right, making the throws. The issue, and John Boy tweeted this, it's, it's any ball that's right in front of him where he doesn't have to move laterally. He's last in the league and outs above average. I can't exactly explain to you what outs above average is, but I know that being last in the league isn't good. I mean, I think that's a great analysis. <laughs> I mean, I think I think it's just defensive war pretty much for just that position. Yeah. Yeah. They got to stop with some of these fucking stats. There's too many because it's outs above average defensive runs saved. And there's a third one that I'm forgetting what it is. And some websites use this and some people like to use this. It's it's too much. Yeah. I mean, I just think. Um, I'm OK with like with where we are. Right now, like we don't have to make the decision just yet. Obviously, like a terrible week could have it, but he's come up with some big hits for us too. Like he's, he's shown, had, he's had a couple. He's shown in the big moment he can do something. He makes a lot of contact. You know, you put the ball in play, you get to be athletic, and we don't need an all star at every position. We don't, but we we do need competence in the field. If you're not going to hit, if you're not going to hit any home runs or, or have any pop look dude. And the other thing about, I don't know if you've noticed this, the official scores have been very baby, friendly to him, baby, very friendly shit to him. out of him. The ball, the ball on he Friday night, two, he should have had two was oh the other night. God. It went right to him, hit his glove, bounces into the outfield. And they gave him, a, they gave the guy a hit because I guess the ball was hit hard, hard like, hit ball, doing? hard hit ball. And the other one that he triple clutched and threw into the threw into the dirt. Yeah, I had to. Yeah, I mean a lot of spin on that for that transfer. I get it. I get it. Yeah, like you know, we talked about this two weeks ago. He had eleven errors. Talking about it now, eleven errors. <laughs> I'd love to know what the true the true numbers. I'd guess I don't know four, fourteen, fifteen. Like if you Probably. include all the ones, right? Yeah, yeah the gimmies. And you remember right. in Chicago, they were doing that for Tim Anderson, too. Like, we'd hit a ball right at Tim Anderson. It would go through his legs. And they're like, oh, you know, it was hit over 90 miles an hour. Ba- base hit. Like, I don't know why these official scores are just looking out for all the infielders. It's weird. Yeah. Um, he's definitely getting – yeah, there, there were a couple the other day where I was just like, oh, I – it's going to be tough to defend him on this one. There, when there was just the first one, I was like, that's going to be tough to defend because I do defend him yeah. on this show. Yeah. And then the second one, I was just like, oh, well, that's good because then I don't have to defend anything. This is comical. <laughs> they really they really bailed him out. And the funny thing is, is like by the official score looking out for IKF, he's fucking Cole, who's way more important because if he calls those 
if he scores those as errors, they don't count for earned runs against Cole. So the, the whole thing's whole thing's very bizarre. I mean, we took we took three out of four against Kansas City, but it was a very sloppy three out of four. I mean, they basically didn't score on Thursday night. Judge bails them out in the ninth inning. They made a bunch of errors on Friday. There was a rain delay. Cole lets up the three-run homer to Perez. Judge saves the day again. Um, Saturday, they played pretty well, but like that was not a very inspiring three out of four. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'll tell you what, this judge guy, pretty good, pretty, pretty good. You know, I, I had to go on ESPN Syracuse today and they were like, so you wanted to trade judge for a while. Can we talk about that? I was just like, yeah, like, I still think at the time I did not expect him to be this healthy. And I mean, this is the pinnacle, right? Like I don't, it's still, this still isn't a nine-year contract. Like doing this in 2022 does not get you employment in 2030. And let's be honest, nobody thought he was going to have a year like this. I don't even the guys that are hoodie, the 16-year-olds with a hoodie judge as their profile picture that are constantly hyping him up. Nobody on planet Earth thought he was going to be on pace for whatever 65 home runs on August 2nd, playing playing a great center field. Nobody saw this coming. Not Cashman, probably not nah. even him. No. Nah. So no, nobody predicted this. Yeah. So I just you know I want to remind people that I think. I get accused of like really attacking judge. Oh yeah, you do. And it's never personal. It's just the law of averages that I like to talk about. And so I just wanted to like say to a certain extent, I'm not that impressed with what's going on. Cause I feel like growing up with like McGuire, Sosa, Griffey, um, Frank Thomas, like guys were doing this. There used to be like three guys did this every year. You got to bring back steroids. Yeah, I guess if you do go back to like when we were kids, it was definitely it was definitely more common. 
Yeah, 50 sure. is like an, an, a crazy amount of home runs to hit now. Yeah, because the year Sosa hit, I, I think the year Maguire hit 70, Sosa hit like 66, and people barely even noticed at the end. Oh, you know, he hit 66. Yeah. Like <laughs> Maguire hit 66 the year after he hit 70. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Damn. then it was like 25, then 23, and he retired. Then he stopped juicing. Honestly, the thing that scares me, though, all seriousness with Judge, like they're almost, they're almost like too reliant on him. I know that sounds stupid, but it seems like if he doesn't go deep, they don't win. Yeah, well, because it, you know, it's a, he's only goes deep, uh, not only, but always goes deep in the ninth inning <laughs> or like the tenth inning. Like, yeah, it, it's insane now. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees go as Aaron Judge does, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think it, it's easy to say that, especially when Stanton's out. Now, if Stanton comes back in a couple of weeks and he hits one of his hot streaks, um, Rizzo. Is that what, 26 home runs now? Yeah, he's hit back-to-back games with three-run jacks, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, it's really like the the hole in offense at third base, the hole that has been Joey Gallo. And, you know, I think we, we plugged the Joey Gallo hole. Third base will have to figure itself out. Yeah, like, I mean, dude, it, it's Carpenter. We made improvements. Man. It's Carpenter and DJ. Like that's that's look. I, I guess at this point, there's no solving the shortstop hole, but we can fix the third base hole with a combination of DJ and Carpenter. So it's up to them if they do it. Yeah, I mean, I also think uh, I don't think it's that big of a hole at shortstop compared to third base right now. I know you don't. I know you don't. Um, but yeah, but still, I just think I worry about Donaldson becoming a fucking problem. Just you Jack are. Parker. You have been ever since they traded for him. You were talking about that in he's December Jake, or whatever. He's Jack Parkman. I'll be honest. I don't know who that is. Major League Two. I only saw Major League One. Oh, really? Major League yeah. Two is funny. He okay. uh, gets traded, I think, from the Yankees to the Indians, and everyone hates him, like in the league. Like okay. he's a huge dickhead, and he wears like big sunglasses. Um, like the ones all like Trump supporters on Twitter have on when they're telling like LeBron to shut up and dribble and like they're like that. And um, he would he'd step in the box and he'd like do this shimmy. And so Bob Euchre was just like Parkman steps in, does his patented shimmy. It drives the women here in Cleveland nuts. And they show like women loving him and whatever. But he's a dickhead. He's a huge dickhead. And he's like. Um, big shot, and then they trade him away, and I think maybe they trade him to the Yankees, um, and then it's like, oh, Parkman steps in, does his trademark shimmy, makes the women here in Cleveland puke everywhere. (laughs) Sounds like Donaldson, man. Yeah. I do think Judge and Stan, if he tried to stir things up, I think they'd put him into a corner and be like, dude, shut the fuck up. We're trying to win a World Series here. Yeah, yeah, and I think he knows that they're close, but yeah, I mean, I, I it now that the trade deadline has gone, and we know this is our team. The only additions are going to come from within, whether it be from the minor leagues, whether it be from the IL, you know, whatever it may be. Um, now it's time to to sort it out. Like we know what tools we have. The tools going to change before, so now 
let's build the puzzle. We've got all the pieces that we're going to get. Yeah, I would have signed up for this in a heartbeat. If you were going to tell me we get a good reliever, a good starter, and Benintendi, I would have signed up for that. And Benintendi, he looks clean in pinstripes. I love the look of him getting in the box, wearing the pinstripes. Just have a good feeling when he's up there that he's going to have a good at bat. I didn't realize what a short king he was. He's like 5'9". Yeah, I didn't realize that. I don't know why. I just I thought he, I just assumed like six foot. We got enough guys with big strike zones that get fucked on balls at the knee. So it doesn't hurt to have a guy like. Yeah, that. I just think there's something about like the pinstripes that like highlight that he's shorter. Yeah, you can see me. that with IKF a little bit, too. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I don't wear horizontal stripes because it makes me look fatter. Is that I always thought that was a myth. That's no, a real thing. Like, no, because it's just like, hey, look how wide this stripe is. Uh, OK. I mean, it's for anybody. Um, but, yeah, no, now I think it's just a matter of now it's time for Boone to go to work. You know, let's figure out what this lineup looks like every day, what our defense looks like. And at the same time, manage all the personalities, because not everybody that is in the lineup today is going to be in the lineup for the playoffs. Some guys, you know, we, we have too many outfielders. Um, we, we are a pitcher short still, you know, cause Sevy's not healthy yet. Yeah. That's the problem that, that Sevy it's always set. That's been the problem. I've been saying this for the past four years. Yeah. Like, why haven't we won? Sevy's not healthy and pitching in the postseason. That's the problem. So, you know, does Matt Blake think, hey, here's something I could do with with Herman or is it Clark Schmidt? Like, you know, do we give but like, let's get someone in there and give him a real shot at it. If it's going to be one of the young guys. I don't understand what they're doing with Clark. Like he starts in the minors and then they'll randomly bring him up for a three inning save and, and send him back down. Like it's it's a very weird thing that, and then he gets stretched out again, and then he comes up for a three inning save. It's a very weird cycle. I don't know what they're doing with him. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think they were expecting an injury before Herman was back. Like Herman coming back right as Sevy goes down was kind of a weird alignment the way it worked out. It was, and Herman takes the mound, and you're just like, uh, you know, at best you're getting, you know, four and two thirds two runs who knows though maybe he figures it out i mean he's still a piece of shit but maybe he figures it out um you know he has looked very good before he's looked good for a full season before and we're not asking we're looking for him to look good for three months uh, two and a half months take another two weeks at at looking like shit yeah no we we could use him picking it up a little bit i did want to ask you about boone because you brought him up so there was a lot of chatter we had those two hard-fought losses to the Mets it's about a week ago at this point, but it, it was pretty obvious that he was outmaneuvered at the end of those games by Buck. Is that something that worries you in the playoffs? Because, again, Boone, whether it's Cora, whether it's Hinch, it seems like he's always kind of a step behind these better managers. How big of a worry is that for you? Because I definitely saw it last week. Yeah, uh, I thought you were going to ask me if I thought the Yankees uh, tried during those games. But, oh, God. <laughs> um no, yeah, it's always a concern. I mean, Aaron Boone has managed some great teams. Those teams have never looked like they were playing for a great manager. No, and I think he's good at getting them ready to play, like pregame, batting practice. Like he gets them relaxed. He gets them locked in. I, I, and I think the day-to-day he's good at, 
once it gets to like the sixth, seventh inning and you have to start making these quick, heavy handed decisions, he, he just seems like he's a step behind these other guys. He has every time, every playoff series. Um, and I think we've, you know, we've made excuses for him before. Of like, oh, it's the, you know, the nerds hand him the lineup. The nerds say that you bring in Hap in the second inning. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, he's never instilled a lot of confidence. I, you know, I think that at the beginning of the season, he did a really good job. I mean, and like you said, he gets them ready to play. Um, and I give him all the credit in the world for that. But. There's no nothing that makes me more confident about him in the playoffs based on what we saw. And like Buck's an old manager. He's, you know, I don't know. He just like knows what he's doing. You know, he's not he hasn't lost his mind like Tony La Russa. It, it, it makes you think like it would have been great if Boone and his baseball mind and his way of motivating guys and he's upbeat and, you know, and he handles the media if he had gotten to bench coach yes. before he was a manager. Yes, instead of dicking around on ESPN. Yeah. Like if he was just with you know, even if he was like if he was with Mike Sosha for a few years. Mm. You know, like a guy older than him, he's a Cali guy. That could have been a job. Pay your dues. Yeah. For a bit. The weird thing though is like he's been basically hanging out in clubhouses and sitting on the dugout bench. His entire life, like you'd think he'd have experience with this because his whole life has been baseball and, and sitting in the dugout watching. Well, games. I, I think that that has gotten him all of the things that he's done well. He knows what makes guys tick. He knows he knows what he's heard that works, what he's heard that doesn't work. But when you're thinking about your next at bat, you're not thinking about the pitching changes as much. Right. And he was a position player. Yeah, no, that that all makes sense. It would be, but and again, you notice it against the Coras, the Hinches, the Bucks, and look when they're up eight to one, ten to three, you don't notice it. Like then he doesn't get exposed because it doesn't matter what decision yeah. he makes. But the the close games, like the the Mets games, you could really, really feel it. I I mean, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this, but I just those Subway Series debates and who's trying and who's the king of the city. I don't care about any of that. No, well, fuck. We lost two games. Whether we lost it to the Mets, we lost it to the Royals. Like doesn't matter. We lost two games. Uh, and when you've got a 12 game lead, we had a 15 game lead at one point. I just, my whole thing is just like, well, what did we learn from this loss? Did we learn anything? Sometimes we show that we have, sometimes show that we haven't. That's a, an area of concern with Boone as well. And definitely, yeah, you know, so it, it was a non-division game. That's all it was. It wasn't even and, a league game. And and if you let, you know, things like, you know, you let KFC bother you or you let any other Met fan who wants to troll you or some Astros fan or some Red Sox fan or, you know, anyone wants to target Yankee fans, you know, some of them are targeting Yankee fans. Other ones like, you know, KFC just just doing his that's his job. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you let that bother you. Yeah, that sucks. Try not to let it bother you. It's just a game. And it's just, uh, you know, and yeah, you want to play better against the better teams, but I want to play better against every team. So what did we learn from it? How do we rebound? How are we ready to beat them in the in the playoffs if we need to? In the World Series, we will see them again August 22nd and 23rd. Weird. I won't see them. Weird schedule. You're not (laughs) going to watch? No, no, I'll watch. Uh Um, They I have long said that the 
two and two weekday series is such a disservice to the citizens of New York. It is an incredible disservice. Give us a weekend. Even if you go four one year, four the other year, and you do a Thursday through a Sunday, give us a weekend. Let the, the city comes alive during a weekend subway series, especially if it's like May. So like not everyone's at the beach yet. I did a thing with TickPick where we organized like a tailgate and we just got sections in. It was the 400 level. Um, and you got a ticket. You came to the, this tailgate where there were kegs all over and food trucks and it was all for it was all like 70 bucks and then it went up to like 90 bucks as like the pricing went up 750 people it was fucking amazing so like saturday saturday in may or saturday we it was a four o'clock start Ooh, that's nice one o'clock you show up to this thing and there's food there's beer we were doing some shots that's the good stuff so great and it was yankees fans it was met fans Nobody was trying. There was a DJ. Uh, we got it. It was like under one of the like ramps. So we were, if it were to rain, but it was like beautiful weather, we would have been fine. Yeah, that's nice. I guess the reason, and you could probably confirm this, but I guess like the Yankees, we're going to sell out our Friday and Saturday games probably no matter what. But now if we play the Mets on a Tuesday, we get an extra sellout that we wouldn't have had if we were playing the Royals on a Tuesday. Is that basically the consensus? No, I mean, I think they're trying to break up the two and two and, you know, the, the just the schedule. I think Wasn't it's it a weekend league. last year. We, I think we played at City Field like the weekend of 9-11, I want to say. Yeah, they did. A nine, it was a big like 9-11 thing. But okay. so like, yeah, you're not going to have a sick 9-11 tailgate. I'm talking about give me a nice Saturday in early May. OK. You know, May 12th. Something that like that. Nice. And it's just it's a beautiful thing because everyone hasn't left the city. So you get people who don't even care about baseball who are coming and just having a good time. It's a party if you're if you're a younger person. That is fun. The Saturday later games are nice. We have three Saturday night games this month. None of them are at home, but I'm, st- <laughs> I'm, I'm still excited. I, I It's still there's still something exciting about getting that Fox Saturday night slot. Like it, it gets me going a bit. Uh, I mean, I like the Yankees broadcast. Ooh, okay. Well, no, I mean, Beltran's been bad. Paul O'Neill's been doing more games. We didn't talk about um, the joke of uh, Old Timers Day. Oh, yeah, they didn't play the game. Yeah, they didn't play the game. So they just basically had everybody walk in from center field, right, and get announced, and that was it? Yeah, and then right after that, the the Mets announced, like, yeah, we're going to play a game because they have their Old Timers Day next month. Just just one up in us. Have you ever gone and like got there at 11 a.m., watched the full old timers game and then watched a full Yankee game? I went there one time. And I had like sweet tickets, not like sweet. I had where like champions, so, whatever. So like you get free food, but you got to pay for alcohol. OK. And so what I did was. I picked up like whatever the cheapest ticket was, like 10 bucks, went in, watched some old timers day, left, went to the bar, then went back, went in the suite where I had to pay for alcohol. I thought there's no reentry. 
I told you I bought like a ten dollar ticket for my first entry. And oh, I used the, oh, okay, got the you, sweet got ticket for my oh, real entry. Oh man, okay, that was probably back when there were actual paper tickets. I would think. Yeah, I just went on like, uh, yeah. So like I had not mobile. Ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a paper ticket for the um, suite because I got them like through work, and then I just went on. It was when you could like print a StubHub ticket. Yeah, it I was remember. an all mobile app. Yeah. Um, yeah. We yes. did it once, and it was me and my dad got there. I think the old it was like a two o'clock Sunday game. They play the old timers day game at like eleven, and we love the Yankees and Yankees history or whatever as much as anybody. And by the end of that day, we we're like, we are never doing this again. Well, because it's a it's a long day. It's all it's you know it's July. Yeah. So it's, it's, hot it's so shit. hot. Always so a day game. Of, yeah. Part of you know, it was just like I'm gonna go inside a bar with air conditioning. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was kind of bullshit, but, um, yeah, I feel like Paul O'Neill's been on more calls, which is good. He has been, he has been, it's been less, uh, yeah, it hasn't been much of Maben or Beltron in a while. I mean, you knew that Cone was going to get the two games at City Field. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Flaherty, we can get more Flaherty too. I don't know, like maybe they've seen like their response to Beltron and are just like, you know, not using them as much. I don't know how much flexibility they have in their schedule or how far out they do it. I think they went into this year being like, all right, between Beltron and Maven, one of these guys will stick and one of them won't. And I think I think it's going to be Maven. I really don't think Beltron's going to be back. He, like nobody thinks he's good. Not even his biggest. Yeah. His parents probably don't even think he's. Yeah, there's good. no one who. Yeah, there's no one who's like, hey, this guy is even decent at this. <laughs> like, he's really bad. I've been refreshing and refreshing and hoping that there was something I missed. Um, I've seen some Harrison Bader clips. It looks like the guy, you know, he could fly. So it's, you know, it's an upgrade from Tim LaCastro. If, you know, yeah. if he can bat 260 and I think he's got four home runs. So can he play this year? I've heard some that he might not even be. He might yeah, not apparently even be he's he's been battling the foot since the since spring training. And he played, but he hasn't played since late June. He's so from the Bronx, it looks like. What? Welcome home. They, we tweeted, or the Yankees tweeted, welcome home. Oh, that's just because it's a. Oh, he's from Bronxville, New York. I was oh, say, they wow. They tweeted that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's that had something to do this with it. This is big. <laughs> I didn't know that. Wow. That's fun if he can play. Hometown boy, center fielder for the Yankees. People are probably listening to this. You know, it's a day later now. So people are listening this whole time being like, are these guys even going to fucking know that? Yeah, now we do. It's like Velasquez or Andrew Velasquez 2.0. Bronxville's got some money. Where Where is that exactly? It's in Westchester. So okay. it's, um, but like Bronxville is a, uh, it's right next to Yonkers. And okay. so some people like to live on the edge of Yonkers and be like, I live in Bronxville, but they don't. Ben Rort, Ben Rort vet is healthy. We activated him from the 60 day IL and optioned him to AAA. Oh, good. A lot of moves today. They, Tim, Timmy Lowe's up. LeCastro's up. Efros added to the roster. We optioned Carlos Espinal to AAA. And wait, you said, you said LeCastro's up? LeCastro's up. 
Good. Go steal some bases, young man. Um, Jordan Montgomery says he was shocked to learn the news that he had been traded. This is my family. This is all I know. Been playing with the same guys for years. That is true. Yeah, no, in all seriousness, it's obviously it sucks for him, although he's a southern boy. I'm sure he'll be fine in St. Louis. It's a good organization. It's in the south. I think he'll like it. How much longer is he till free agency next year after next year? Yeah, so, he, you know, he's going to hit free agency anyway. But, yeah, I mean, I didn't hear anything about him anywhere. Like, I heard no rumors of him going. Oh, no. That was like, actually the rare instance of, like, Cashman working in silence, like how people like to think he's a ninja. Like, that actually was. I wonder, like, because it's such a um, – like, it's really not that huge of a deal, you know, because, like, it's – Harrison Bader, whoever he is, kind of thing. Um, you got to wonder, did Cashman just call? And like that was there was just one call like, hey, you want Jordan Montgomery? You give me that injured kid. And they're like, yeah, sure. I, I could. I mean, it happened at what? Five fifty seven. Yeah. Certainly. Certainly feels like it. We're going to face Castillo and Montgomery this week. Wow. Yeah, we'll see. Well, Montgomery pitched Sunday. We'll probably see him, yeah, Friday or Saturday. So Saturday might be Montas versus Montgomery. Yeah. That'd be cool. Honestly, I'm excited for this Cardinal series. Like, we never play them. I'm excited to see that stadium. I think it'll be cool. Yeah. Um. I'll be honest. I even, like, recently looked at flights and was just like, what's it? You know, what would same, it take? Same, same, yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> you just get curious. Like, maybe no one knows that it's only $98 each way. And we never go there and we never go there on a weekend. So whenever that comes yeah. up, when it's like a cool baseball stadium or cool city that you've never been to and it's on a weekend, you look. But, yeah, no, it, it, the flights I was looking at, you like can't go direct. Yeah, it's Louis. tough. It's t- it turns out Philly's a shithole to fly out of. Like, <laughs> like compared to living in New York, we get three airports. Yeah, I mean, you get anywhere me, direct in New York. I'm, I'm equidistant from uh, Newark and Philly and there was still nothing. So, yeah. Yeah, know. so I did want to say, like, so we're playing the Mariners now. Yeah. Who are a, a contender, right? Then we've got the Cardinals. We're at Seattle. We're at Boston. You know, so the Cardinals are a contender. Mariners, again, contender. Red Sox, not really a contender, but they're still the Red Sox. We're still going to Fenway. So then we've got the Rays, who... I feel like I haven't heard much about the Rays. I feel like we haven't played them at all this year. So that scares me. We've got the Blue Jays, contender. Mets, contender. Oakland, but we've got to go to Oakland. Angels, but we've got, you know, we're on the West Coast, which is never fun. Then at Tampa, contender. Twins, they've just upgraded. Tampa at home, contender. Red Sox again in Fenway. The Brewers are currently a first place team. Um, then we've got the Pirates at home who stink. Uh, the Red Sox who are hopefully dead by then at home. Then will Ben Benintendi go to Toronto? Um, and then we wrap up with the Orioles and the Rangers for hopefully have a buy. Like it's a until you get to that last week of the season. Like it's a kind of a tough schedule coming up. Yeah, and the season ends on a Wednesday. Which is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I think for the new playoff schedule. 
Yeah, and so like the season ends Wednesday the fifth of October. They have a four o'clock game. You figure Thursday is going to be a nothing day, or it's like the tiebreaker day. They'll play the wild card series Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We hopefully won't be a part of that. Got to figure ALDS game one at Yankee Stadium either Monday the tenth or Tuesday the eleventh. I would think probably either a Tuesday or Wednesday, um, because. Uh, give, travel day and one league yeah. will get two days off yeah 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 okay so yeah the world series is gonna we, we might have another mr november here because it's definitely gonna go it's gonna go into november yeah I mean, that's why we got to cut 20 games from the season yeah it's gonna be get this down to 140 cut 22 games and let's get this down to 140 so people aren't freezing their dicks off at these games while we're talking about the schedule why are they flying all the way to seattle then flying immediately back to Boston, and then they're going back to the West Coast two weeks after that. Really yeah. weird. Really it's weird, a, right? It's a yeah, it's a shit shit schedule. Um, like really shit schedule. You know, even it would have been. I don't know where the Rays are. Um, when we're in Seattle, but uh, we could have because we're also going from Oakland. Anaheim, Tampa. We could have done Seattle and we could have done instead St. Louis to Tampa to Boston. Yeah, it makes no sense. These these late night West Coast games, we've kind of been spared of them. I don't mind them like Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday and on. I'm fine staying up late. But like Monday and Tuesday when they're playing at 1010, it's pretty brutal. I tell you right now, those Anaheim Angels games have zero chance of being seen by me. Zero. I thought you have trouble falling asleep. I smoke so much weed. Okay. To go to sleep. <laughs> I smoke and I take one, maybe two Advil PMs. That gets me down, keeps me down. Gotcha. I'm like a one milligram melatonin guy. If I want to think about melatonin, I'm starting at 10. Jesus. Damn. But you I don't, don't even, always do that. Oh, I like almost never do it because that's like hardly even does it. So the Tylenol PM you think has a better, it knocks you out better than melatonin. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Um. Yeah. No. Definitely. So why don't not instead of like forcing yourself to go to sleep with Tylenol PM, why don't you just stay up and watch the Yanks? Is that a dumb question or? Well, because now, all right. So let's say Monday. That yeah. Monday, I decide I'm not going to smoke. I'm not going to take anything that, like, put me down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm up until I, – I could watch the whole game. Yeah. I'm still going to be awake at 6, 6.30. A.M.? Oh, yeah. wait, you – oh, you're, okay, got That's when your alarm goes off. Okay. That's where I'm going to wake up. I don't have an alarm. I just wake up at 6.30 every day. Um, And my kids are up by 7. I got to be a dad. Then I got to work. Like, now my week is just in a – shitty shitty place i gotcha damn 6 30 naturally every day that's that's early every day like i do see you tweet early a lot like the ball like the day of the orioles game you tweeted at like 6 30 it makes sense yeah no i just you know I, and i try to be in bed by 10 o'clock so it doesn't matter whether you go to bed at 10 p.m or 1 a.m you're 6 30 6 30 wow is emily the same way yeah um she can occasionally sleep a little bit like there's the occasional time that i can just like sneak out 
Like if the if the baby is sleeping and she's still sleeping, I leave with my toddler and like go get bagels or something. That's nice. And we would do it when we started when my wife was pregnant or when we had just had and when we just had the baby and she's getting up and doing feedings in the middle of the night. So I just now every Saturday, me and my oldest daughter go and get bagels and hash browns and we eat half a hash brown on the way to the supermarket where Starbucks is. We go to Starbucks, we order it, then we go around and we get fruit. You got to hold the bananas like a baby. You're not on Instagram. I post a picture of my daughter in her pajamas in a, every week in the supermarket holding bananas like a baby because that's just like a thing she says and I take a picture of it every time. Um, it's cool. a big hit. Right. And then, uh, yeah, and then we come home. And that's just like our thing. No matter where we are, if we're in Beach Haven – or wherever we find a bagel place. We're somewhere else we find a bagel place. Nice, nice to have a routine. Yeah. What's your Starbucks drink? Uh, it's hot, so iced vanilla latte, skim milk. Okay, nice. I'm just a, I'm usually cold brew like year round, just a regular regular cold brew. I have cold brew at home in the like we sometimes we have it in the fridge most of the time. Uh, but I just got into drinking starbucks in the hospital when we had my my second daughter right. i didn't really drink coffee until like i was good for in 2020 i maybe had like 10 coffees um before that it would be like once a quarter oh at, wow at like Damn. a wed at like a wedding maybe interesting at a, at a wedding not an espresso I, martini though no, never an espresso. <laughs> I've never had one. I can't imagine they're good. Me neither. Especially no. at the places like, you know, like your wedding was at a nice place. But those bartenders aren't making great espresso martinis. Using like a Keurig machine to like get the espresso. Like, yeah, you have to with, go somewhere in Manhattan where yeah, you're you gotta go. down. If you're going to a place where they like make cocktails and like, you know. The guy's got a beard and like he's wearing a vest for some reason. That guy's making you a great one. Get that. You're at when it's 80 degrees wedding or anything where it's especially if it's an open bar scenario, you don't get those. No, no. Get a Red Bull vodka if you need a boost. I, what about the? Will you stay up for like the weekend? Like we play the athletics on a weekend at like 940. Will you stay will, up on a Friday or Saturday. The game will be on. And much like it's up to the players to determine if there is a uh, a trade to be made out there, if they're worth investing in, it's up to them. Right. Like if we're down like four runs, I'm definitely going to bed. Like I just don't care. I'll yeah. I'll fall asleep on the couch, you know, but I'm not going to fight it. If it's a close game, I'll fight it to stay up. But it also depends like where we are in the standings and things and what I have going on the next day. I got you. Weird month. Not a lot of home games. I won't be going. They're only home one weekend this month, so. Yeah, it's just at Blue Jays, and then there's Paul O'Neill Day, which I'm really curious to see how they're doing that. Because apparently that was part of the reason they didn't do the the actual old timers game is because not all of them are vaccinated. Yeah, well, I heard it was that and a combination of just like some of these guys are injured, like they're just old <laughs> and they can't do it. And if you think about it, um, like would Bernie have played in it? You know, who knows? But you don't have Jeter, you don't have Posada. Like some of these guys aren't just aren't playing in it. So and with the last couple of years of like COVID and stuff, how great are the Yankees at managing their relationships with mediocre players of the past? Yeah, I, I even know. saw the list and it wasn't even that. 
Like, I'm not going to, uh, I mean, like, I know, like, Ron Gidry was great, but, like, when, when we were younger, it'd be like, oh, Yogi's coming. Yeah, you know, Yogi's much be bigger. Deal. Don Larson. Yeah. Um, you know, now it's just like, welcome to Homer Bush weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Homer, Homer Bush. Yeah, so, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work. It'll be interesting, though. Yeah. But, no, we got two months left. You got anything else? I think we covered everything. No, I got to go put my kids to bed. I, I missed I missed bath time though, so that's pretty ah. sick. That's pretty sick. Sometimes you just need a night away from it. Um, yeah, I think that that's all we got. I mean, I'm excited to see how this roster comes together now. Uh, you know, and and how a lineup comes out every day, uh, and to get more information about Harrison Bader, especially now that you know he's a Bronxville guy. Um, it, it should be interesting. I'm excited for it. Fortunately, there's a lot of road games, like you said, and I don't think I can make it. The, the only weekend they're home is also my anniversary. Oh, right. I remember that. Yeah. So That's it's like my birthday. I remember you got married around my birthday. So it's like, what am I, you know, am I going to burn a babysitter? Be like, hey, babe, let's go to a one o'clock game and then go get dinner in the city. I don't think that works. <laughs> so I, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I may try to make a big excuse to go up for work for like a weeknight game. There you go. That would be smart. But yeah, you can follow Nick on Twitter at nkirbyny. Follow me at JJ from the Bronx. We did ramble at the end here, but you know, um, you won't see us any games in August, but we'll see you at the parade. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.